0: Listening to Video Games to the Max.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean agarmer here with me as always. Mr. Well, not always, but it feels like that it's again. Starting to is feel like always. Yeah. Uh Mark is still he's recovering from another surgery. He says that he's good for a little bit, I think. So uh hopefully that's the last one for a while. And he I think he should be back next week. But uh, we do have a lot to talk about, one of the biggest releases weeks of the calendar with um through mario wonder which i've been playing and we got randy that has been playing a little bit of marvel slider man 2 so we'll get to talk about both of those um some news items here it's not been a big week for news uh the only kind of big thing was that phil spencer went on the official xbox podcast and kind of Elaborated on the whole ABK thing, we'll talk about that and we'll talk about some like most wanted games from the catalog they want to see kind of either get remastered or remade or just brought over to Game Pass. That'll be interesting to discuss. So, we've got a lot to talk about here. Let's get into that and more. All right, mm-hmm. so well, let's just get this uh whole housekeeping stuff out of the way here. You can go and follow us whether you want to watch live, which you could do on YouTube or on Twitch or wherever it is, Facebook, go find W2 network. You can find us there uh, pretty much anytime from Thursday to Friday, uh, around 12, 1230 Eastern. We are there doing this show and you can, if you hit like, subscribe, follow, whatever you'll know when we do a show, it'll be there. Also, you not only just get what we do, we get everything on the W2 network side, which is uh, also the Radlitz folks. They basically review pretty much any movie that comes out uh, that has some kind of uh, pop cachet. They do the TV uh, shows as well. So they just reviewed Only Murders in the Building Season 3. That's, you know, that Hulu show that's pretty popular. The Exorcist Believer as well. They have that review out there. I'm sure they'll be doing, I can't think right now, what's the big movie that's coming out this week. They'll have some review there. And uh Tata Keiki is also does their they just started the summer, the uh the fall season of shows. So if you wanna you follow anime and you're big on the new anime, they pretty much uh, review a lot of things when it comes to those new seasons of anime. So uh that being said, let's go ahead and get this going. Uh remember you can also listen with your ears too on the podcast side. So anywhere there's podcasts, we're there, follow find us too. So I'll go ahead and start with Super Mario Brothers Wonder, the first 2D Mario game in almost a decade, and wow, it really, I mean, I've only gotten to like, I think like World 3, so I played I think at least like 10 of the levels, and it really does feel uh, super special, there is a, I'm trying, I don't want to spoil things, because there's something special about every level, and The the wonder stuff the this thing with the wonder star uh, that happens uh, is awesome in every level. It's different in every level. It feels like that I've gone through, and it's just like so cool that you do one experience every single one. Like every single one that I've done um, is fun, and I've already gone back and played a few of the levels because I missed a few of the little wonder the flower. Uh, stars that you get because this is the new kingdom the flower kingdom you're not in the mushroom kingdom this is sort of a neighboring kingdom i guess of the mushroom kingdom Mm -hmm. and their prince or their king is like a caterpillar and of course you know bowser gets involved um does something and you have to then prevent you have to stop whatever bowser's doing I'm not gonna spoil that for you, just so you know you can experience that. But it's a Mario game, so you can expect that, that the that's, story, that's story is <laughs> that, that is exactly your story there. So, um, you get to play it. So it brings in a lot of that, um, you know, new Super Brothers, uh, new Super Mario Brothers. You stuff where you get to play with all of the different characters. Uh, so you don't just play as Mario. Like I always play as Luigi most of the time when you have the option. Uh, so it kind of looks a little bit different than you see in the trailer. But um, obviously the big other big thing is the elephant power. And the elephant power is really fun to use. He's, you can, like, hit enemies with, uh, with your trunk and make, like, there's uh, these little, the pipes have, like, water splashes. So if you hit that, the water will bounce up and you can uh, get coins and stuff like that with those. Um, there's special levels where you have to do certain things as the elephant uh, power. So yeah, it it feels so refreshing compared to the new Super Mario Brothers U line, or well, new Super Mario's line that kind of felt like samey after a while, whether it was on 3ds or the Wii U or the Wii. After like the first couple, you know, they kind of started feeling samey. This really does feel like they evolved that. And I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it so far.
0: Yeah, I, everything that you said has me very excited. This is a game that that we'll be picking up in, in a few weeks or so. I'm more excited to, to you know to play with the kids, yeah. and we always try to find that one game or two that we can all play. And this seems like it, it's going to be that perfect fit. I, I do like that there's a bunch of different characters that you can pick, and a couple of them play a little bit different. Like I, I'm sure our daughter will play as Nabbit or Yoshi, and, yeah. which kind of gives her a little bit of a an assist mode feel to it but we'll have a lot of fun with that so i'm just really i was excited when they announced it just another 2d mario game like you said it's been a long time since we've gotten one and and really when we did get them they they kind of ran their course because they all felt the same right for the the, the, whether it's 3ds or or the wii or the wii u they always like all right we're, we're just doing the same stuff so this is I, a little bit of the the, the the old feeling with a little bit of new stuff kind of uh, sprinkled in uh, just everything that i've seen on it, it looks like the details are really oh yeah
1: it looks it looks great on the switch uh, whether it's on your tv i played it mostly handheld but it looks yeah. great the effects like pop off especially when you're doing the the wonder star stuff because mm-hmm. they are so different and like literally, you'll see like one where the like a pipe is moving by itself and doing mm-hmm. like a caterpillar kind of run thing, and uh, there's other ones that you know, use the star to to do things. Like it's it feels like it's there for you to kind of just run through a, a big part of the level in a fun way, but it just adds such a mm-hmm. special thing. And you do want to go back. Like if you miss a flower star or something, you're gonna want to go back and get it because you might want to experience that again. Maybe you yeah. missed something. Maybe you didn't get to the tallest part of it or whatever. Um, some of the new enemies are fun, too, like that uh, little thing that they showed in the trailer with uh, the little maw thing that opens its mouth, right. and you have to... Um, that, there's these things that look like little stacks that you... There's ones that you can't jump over, so you have to jump over the first one, or you're going to get, you know, hurt. And um, But it'll knock all the other ones down and give you a cool little effect there, too. Like There's, um, there's uh, the one, this one that looks like a squirrel that, like, shoots stuff at you as you're running at it. Uh, kind of, I guess, same sort of effect as Birdo, but it's not, you know, Birdo. Um There's this, like, I, I know I'm only, like, barely scratching the surface, it feels like. Mm-hmm. But just, it feels so fun and, and so different from the Mario titles he played in a while. Well, obviously, the 3D ones are all special. But when it comes to the 2D ones, I'm glad that they, like, allowed younger developers to kind of take a crack at this. And really want to say, let's give people something different and and something fresh to kind of and i don't know if they had the time that they were thinking about this this is going to be the end of the the switch era oh or gosh. i guess the first switch era and they kind of sent it off with a with a great bang this year between uh tears of the kingdom and now this very worthy of i i think it's going to be in that game of the year conversation obviously they're battling against themselves and a lot of other games that came out this year already but right yeah, I definitely think it will be in that conversation.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's a good point you bring up about the, the end of the Switch life cycle, because the the beginning of the Switch cycle, it was the exact same thing. It was all and Mario. So kind of a way to bookend the life cycle of, of this system. And yeah, I'm just really excited. I've always been more of a 2D Mario guy than a 3D Mario fan. Just I mean, I'm a platformer fan first and foremost. So very excited to give this a shot. Like I said, it'll be a few weeks probably until we get into it. Maybe even wait until we start getting into that that Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas break time. So we actually have a lot of time to sit down and play. But like I said, it's going to be me and the kids and, and maybe Haley hopping on and, and doing four-player chaos mode for a while. Yeah. People, which I'm really excited about. It's going to be a lot of
1: Yeah, definitely. And it does have online co-op as well. So I mean, you, can, you can play at right. some point, maybe. And, and you can play with your friends. You can also do the, like you mentioned, the couch co-op thing too. So yeah, a lot of rumors are running around again about when they're going to announce the Switch 2. And uh, they did have to take the original Switch trailer off because of uh, licensing issues with that song that plays. Okay. Um, so obviously you can still find it in other other YouTube mm-hmm. channels. But obviously led people to very much like the Star Wars non of the Republic thing when Sony took that down led a bunch of speculation. It's led to a bunch of speculation about, Mm -hmm. oh, are we going to get the Switch 2 announcement this year? Are they going to... I mean, I guess they could do it at the Game Awards, right? It's not like Microsoft didn't do uh, the Series X thing at the Game Awards. Um, And,
0: what? I mean, obviously we kind of knew Nintendo when the Switch was coming out, because the Wii U was such a bust that we we knew... Yeah, but that that thing was like
1: two years of the Nintendo NX
0: rumors. Yeah, but but I wasn't the first trailer in december because it came out in march or was it i march think or it was April?
1: like but, october or something I, like that. i feel
0: like it was really late in the year and it was only a, a couple months out from the system now i don't think that whatever comes out after the switch i don't think it's going to be called the switch but that's not what nintendo does a super switch is, is we, we keep conti- we continue to try to make super a thing because they had the super nintendo i don't think it will be called that either but I, I feel like it was right near the end of the year when we got that the, the trailer where they were showing the capabilities of the Switch and, and having the one person move around and, and do it on...
1: October 20th, so this October, week. There you
0: go. It was today.
1: Yes, so today. The
0: moment we finish this podcast, go on YouTube, because Nintendo will re- release whatever they do, yeah. <laughs> they're going to do. No. Uh, I thought it was later in the year, so maybe I was wrong. Right. Maybe it was a bigger... Like a a, a more in depth trailer that I'm thinking of. But I I thought.
1: Yeah, they did have that like Nintendo Direct that was from like Japan or whatever, like
0: a couple days after as well, and all that. Throwing in there. So it's, I feel like it's got to be close to being about that time, Game Awards. I feel like maybe a more in depth trailer would be then, but you would want, it seems like these companies really want to have their own day now, which is kind of why E3 has fallen off. So, I mean, Jeff Keighley always has a good relationship with Nintendo, so so he might be able to pull a coup like that, but I, I just, I, I feel like we're, it's any day now that they're just going to go, hey you go, this is coming yeah. out. However, th- with that said, that's, again, they announced it in October and it came out, what, late March? March In April. March, middle of
1: March, yeah. yeah.
0: So, I, I don't expect the new iteration to come there, because I, I really think you want that that holiday time, but... Nintendo does things Nintendo's way, and you just never know. So, that, that I think that's the really fun part about it. And why the rumors continue to go is because they don't go by traditional logic of what Microsoft and Sony does. They'll drop a console whenever. So it, it, now that Mario here. is out, it, it feels like it's now anytime.
1: Well, not they do have another big Mario game next month, the Super Mario RPG remake. So. I don't know if they want to wait till then, if they want to wait till after Thanksgiving, maybe beginning of December, like before no. you get to Christmas, mm-hmm. but then also do you want to do that? And then people go, Oh man, I'm not going to buy the switch. Cause there's going to be a switch too, you know? And then like, so are they going to wait till after till January? Mm-hmm. And then because the thought is they may release, I think the last they ever said something was Navy summer, summer, instead of spring or instead yeah. of fall they might release in the summer mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be a bad time to announce it in january uh or you know february at the latest and then to to have it come out june july august somewhere mm-hmm. around there mm-hmm. uh where you could still it's not holidays but you're maybe by then you'll have enough stock to be able to have it there for the holidays so uh but you know I, there's uh A lot of things going on with the Switch, too. We still don't know what all is going to be in it, if it's going to have some gimmick or it's just going to be another Switch. We'll have to leave that for another time. But there's another big game that released today, also, Marvel Spider-Man 2. A lot of... So, you know, just to kind of also talk about this as we we talk about, like, what you played with it. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of talk, again, about... This seems to come up every time we have a big release that is not... 60 hours long or whatever is how dare they make you charge 70 dollars and this game is 30 30 hours if you want to get the platinum how do you feel about that i I
0: have no problem with it however you know what i'm non-business sense just as a, a gamer sense i love these games that are 20 to 30 hours i think that's the sweet spot uh resident evil 4 was one of my favorite games of the year again it would it took me what. 15 hours to meet the first time. And I've beaten it a couple times since the DLC took me about five or six hours. That That's the sweet spot. Like give me 20 to 30 hours total play time throughout your, your whole campaign and all the extra side stuff. That's really all I have time for anymore. If, if not even less than that, I'm still trying to catch up on all these games. I can't dive into a hundred plus hours in all these games. Others can. And that's great so if if they want to use their argument and i i only have to spend 30 bucks on my 30 hour experience I'm down but guess what it's not about the amount of time you play on a game we could go the opposite if you spend over 100 hours in a game that game should be over 100 bucks these games are cheap enough for how much they cost to make anymore if you want the the best experience out there you got to pay a little bit like, I don't care that spider-man's only about 30 hours to platinum it i'm I'm an hour in. I've gotten basically through the kind of tutorialish area where they've now kind of opened the map up to me. They've shown me all the little mechanics and stuff and and you have to kind of face off your with your first boss. Well, spoiler, spoil who that is just in case people are are super excited to to turn on their system today and play that game, but it's phenomenal and I I will just say this, like the combat is Interesting enough, it's very much like the first two games, but it is that kind of battle system that I feel after about 30 hours is going to get old. It it would overstate its welcome at that point. And the thing that people need to remember is there was a lot of frustration with the first game, whereas all these side missions are all the same. So they cut some of that out, which cuts out some of the runtime. It's okay. It's totally fine. There's only so much you can do in this. It's a nice, compact, open-world experience, and it's worth 70 bucks. It looks phenomenal, and it plays great so far.
1: Yeah, I think that's also the thing I would say is that we have to look at quality, right? Production quality. Yeah. Are we talking about, in, and no offense, I mean, there, are, I can't tell you how many amazing indie games that are, I mean, look at Vampire Survivors last year. That is not, talk about, the production quality of yeah. of this game right uh, so charging what i think it was like 12 bucks that's cool right but that's a game you can get a lot of hours out of so yeah. technically they could have charged more because you, the whole point is to go on runs constantly and and do it over and over and try to get farther and farther into the game mm-hmm. so like you know th- that's the thing that i, I always it, it bothers me when people have this whole idea of oh it's about the length of the game it's about you know the fact that i'm paying 70 dollars for this it needs to have at least 60 or 70 hours of content for me to do and it's like no it doesn't there's other things that go into making the game that they also have to look at the price and say how much can we charge where we feel like we're getting something back for all the production value that we put into this game Think about think about uh, having the, the voice actors and all of the graphics work and all of the work that goes into all the intricacies with the game as well. Yes, there's a lot of assets taken from Spider-Man 1 and Marvel's Morales. There's a lot of things taken. How do you think they made this game so fast? Yeah. It'd be like Wolverine. We'd be waiting another one or two years didn't, because... Didn't we
0: have this argument with, with God of War Ragnarok? Oh, no. The, yes, they're, exactly. They're, yeah directing the canoe the exact same motion but like, of course of course they're gonna just that saves them time
1: i mean it, it, don't you you're still playing an, an awesome game right and that's that's what matters at the end of the day yes it feels familiar uh in parts of it or whatever but there's still this awesome story that hopefully people enjoy and i think we kind of need to we're always going to have this debate it's it's a debate that's probably never going to end because there's always people that are going to equate it to that and i understand the people that say well i only have money to buy one or two games or three games a year Mm -hmm. and if you're going to tell me that this this game of a franchise that i love i'm going to finish it in in 15 hours and i'm going to pay 70 that's a ripoff to me it's like you know, no, yeah. nobody
0: is telling you you have to buy it day one. You can wait exactly. for sales. Our sales are going to happen. They'll end up on, on the PlayStation Plus platforms at some point. And mm-hmm. there's different ways to do it. I totally understand. I'm not in a position where I can buy whatever game that I want. I think I've bought four games this year, partially because I know I don't have time to play them, partially because right. PlayStation Plus and Game Pass have me spoiled with things to play, and. Partially because you know I I don't have a unlimited amount of money that I can spend too, so I totally get what they're saying. And if they want to go out and pick a a game that's going to give them more hours for their dollar, I don't blame them. But to sit there and go, well, this company needs to only make it for 50 bucks because it's much of a smaller experience time-wise, it's then they're gonna go out there and. Not put as great of a experience out there. They're like, well, obviously we don't. Our budget's much smaller because we're going to make less money on it because we can't make it seventy bucks. So then they're going to cut corners even more. And that's the one thing I have to say. Like again, I'm only an hour in. I'm basically through the tutorial, but there is so much action going on on the screen. There's been so many times that there's well over a dozen enemies all doing different things all at once. There's not a I haven't had a single instance of slowdown just the action is has been very fast paced the dialogue all the way through has been fun and again if you force these companies to cut their price down because they're not 100 hours of game they're going to cut all that stuff out and it's just this is the experience that i want and i'm i will gladly play the 70 dollars for this experience so it's i hate that argument um i'm not a big open world fan because guess what a lot of those open worlds they drag out that playtime exactly there's so much boring stuff in it where the fast travel doesn't work why because they want you to travel through their big world to make it work like death stranding is a long ass game i love that game because of the weirdness of hideo kojima and just strange decisions that he makes Uh, is it the most entertaining game no it gets drug out at times but that's the point of that game is you yeah. feel like things are getting drug out i would pay 70 bucks for death stranding 2 just like i would pay it for the for spider-man 2 and guess what i guarantee you death stranding 2 is three times as long as this game if you try to go out and do all that stuff it doesn't mean it's a better game it doesn't mean it's a better experience and it doesn't mean it's it's worth more money
1: so you feel like it's it's better that they traded more action for putting in side quests and
0: yeah, things all over
1: the map and yeah.
0: I platinum to both Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales. I absolutely love both those games. Their side quests are not great. Right. Especially in the first Spider-Man where you had to take down like different thug stuff where they would just randomly pop up on your map and it was the same thing every time it got annoying to do you just not uh, to mention like, the not.
1: stealth missions with miles also or not
0: yeah. yeah i mean and i guess there are going to be a, there a couple of them in, in this game as, as well and that's fine it's just different game mechanic but the side missions they were the exact same thing and you had to get to 15 of them or whatever the, the, the number was it's been a few years but from what i've heard they've dialed that stuff down and focusing on the crazy set pieces that you get from the main story go do a bunch of collect-a-thons again i just opened up the map and in the one section of this new island area that you can go to into because that's the another thing they've expanded to your play area um there's 11 question marks on my map not yeah like on the map but 11 different things that you're going to collect or fight or or save or or whatever and that's just at this section so there's still going to be a lot to do i think there. they're they're tightening things up. And I think that's what I've I've learned from all of the different creative writing classes that I'm taking for college and stuff. It's it's not like, so if you're going to go out and buy a book, do you have to pay more if it's a 700 page book that just gets spread out and has so much nonsense to it? Or do you want a tight knit 200 page book that just, it's perfect. Everything flows. Everything's great. Because everything I, my teacher has been fantastic about it. And he teaches me a lot that, Like literally like we had a 10 page story. He's like, all right, now your next thing is to cut it to five. Take everything you just wrote, cut out all the fluff, keep all the important stuff and cut it into a five page paper. That's what Spider-Man two is. There's, they had so much fluff in the first one and they've kept it about the same length, but they cut out a lot of the fluff and they added in better action. So it's going to be a more tight knit game. And there's going to be a lot of less downtime that you're going to get
1: like and that's great for me i i don't want to that's why part of the reason why i don't play a lot of these open world uh games because i don't have the time now listen i understand again the people that only can play two or three games a year and this is your favorite franchise and you are going to spend 100 hours with it cool whatever that's great
0: go play assassin's creed odyssey i keep hearing how that game is unfinishable
1: it's so yeah, or Valhalla is even yeah. even longer yeah. you know like uh that's part of the reason why Mirage exists right because people are complaining about Valhalla's too long yeah. uh so you know and I get it oh uh, the there's so many people that are younger that that don't have as much uh adulting responsibilities y'all can y'all can sit there for I, don't, I really don't know how a game comes out and somebody everybody tells me oh I've played 30 hours of that already I'm like oh I wish I had 30 hours yeah. to You know, but 20
0: some years ago, I would
1: have been exactly, Uh, you know, when we had like nothing else to do, but play. And
0: that's fine. um, I'm not not knocking those people. I'm
1: jealous of those people people too. Like, Hey, if that's what you like and that's your your one passion and you have time for that, cool. But the majority of people don't. And the majority also, it is about what exactly what you said. And this is what uh, Insomniac themselves mentioned. They have a certain level of quality they wanted to hit. And they wanted to give you the best experience of that. And they took in what people said about Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales and tried to give you the best of that. And that's just what this game is. And that's great that it exists.
0: Um, One last point as kind of reiteration on what we're saying, just kind of nail home the point. If you you are one of those people that thinks a game needs to be 70 hours to be 70 bucks, then Spider-Man 2 would have 13 different uh, MJ sneaking missions. They would have mm-hmm. 50 of the exact same fight that were mandatory to play. And then you would go, oh, it's just repeated gameplay. Mm-hmm. What do you want? <laughs> so they've yeah. tightened it, everything. Again, I'm only an hour in. So I can't say, oh, well, it's, it's such a perfect thing. You don't do the same things twice. I'm not to that point yet. But the action is phenomenal. The voice acting so great. The story is, is getting built in a very interesting way. I loved the first boss and the different levels to it, and I'm very excited because again, it's just a tutorial boss. So we're gonna get even more over the top later on in the game. So I'm very excited to play much more of this game.
1: And that's great to hear. Uh, it's obviously, Insomniac is already having to, you know, they're taking a break, getting a vacation. They well deserved all that, uh, but they're already getting uh, feedback about like, wait, hey, what? What was she? What we? What should we do next? You know. And there's a thought about, what about instead of a Spider-Man 3, which we kind of all know is coming, uh, what about a Venom spinoff game? Where would you lie on, on I, doing a Venom spin I, spin-off I haven't
0: got to the Venom stuff yet, um, but if they do a Venom spinoff like they did a Miles Morales spinoff, kind of that in-between game, I would have no problem with it. I really thought this was going to be the way uh, Sony first-party games were setting things up, was here's your big game next game will be in four or five years so in between here's a small piece of it now it hasn't really hit as expected the last of us multiplayer game has completely fallen on hard times and who knows if that will come out i really thought it was going to be last of us part two then the multiplayer game and then last of us part three and that really hasn't happened Spider-Man has made that work out really good. I'm still waiting for another AstroBot, guys. Can we, can we get with it? Yeah. I know uh, Ghost of had the multiplayer expansion later on that year. And we're still kind of waiting on that. So it has not really hit the, the life cycle that I was expecting. But Spider-Man kind of hits that beat. Kind of like what Final Fantasy VII has been doing, where, okay, here's a, a small thing in between our two parts. So, yeah, absolutely. I could see... In that same world, here's just Venom gameplay that'll be a 10-hour experience. It'll be a little bit of a cheaper thing. Just kind of a side thing just to kind of whet your appetite kind of in that middle point of Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. I'd be totally down for it.
1: Uh, Let's hope it is that. I'm I'm so down for things like that. Just give me, you know, like the UP DLC and uh, 7 Remake. That was great. They're apparently not going to do that for Rebirth, but... That's fine. I mean, they're giving us a hundred hours of gameplay, well, so you know.
0: Yeah, I'm still waiting for them to go. We're not making Dirge, guys. Can we just not? I mean, we did yeah. that with with Crisis Core because that game was actually decent enough, and then we wanted. And to that is and very, very
1: integral to the story. Yes. Yeah.
0: And Dirge stuff will pop up here and there, but it is not integral yeah the story
1: at all, you can man. go play that in uh ever crisis if you want to or however they're gonna do that um that, that's a
0: good place to put it is on
1: the mobile game so you were talking about a side story and uh, you know resident before recently released its mm-hmm. side story that was you know 10 bucks uh again capcom you could have made it more expensive if you want to complain about games no not costing joke. enough what you know you said you just finished it like
0: yep as some,
1: I, I, maybe somebody like me I haven't really ever played Resident Evil 4 so I've never experienced that side story thing does it add to the game or is it just like a separate story thing Well, it,
0: it adds to the game it is slightly a separate story so so you've never played even the original Resident Evil 4?
1: I played like to a certain Pitch point and then I didn't yeah. you know yeah
0: so it, in the story Ada who is a Resident Evil 2 character as is, is Leon um, she kind of weaves in and out of the game like you you see her from bits and pieces and basically separate ways and what it was in the original as well is what she was doing oh, okay throughout so it's basically the same timeline which works out really good because you kind of can tell how far into the game you are from the differences and you kind of know what's coming up but it's just okay so from where you meet her here to where you meet her what was she doing and then it kind of re- oh, okay That's or, cool. or the big reveal—it was on the original version, and it obviously is still here, as well as when you have that big village fight at the beginning of Resident Evil Four, and the bell rings, which ends that fight. You find out if it's Ada who hits the bell to save you. Oh, button. okay. So it, it's it's little things like that. It's a couple times where she, she's just off to the side, and you see a cutscene being played down below. She's just kind of keeping an eye on things. Okay. So. It is not integral to play, but if you definitely play, if you really enjoyed Resident Evil 4 Remake, which I did, it's a lot of the same gameplay. Ada plays a little bit different, um, but not so much that it feels like a different game. It's just more Resident Evil 4. Um, Like Resident Evil 4 Remake, I will say it gets a little bit too over the top with action set pieces late on the game where they just throw so much stuff at you where you feel like you're playing a Call of Duty instead. Resident Evil... uh, eight kind of had that that same issue where the yeah, end Resident 8, yeah a, exactly. a, a, a shoot fest um but the story's fun there's some interesting cameos from a certain bad guy in the Resident Evil series that kind of hints that maybe Resident Evil 5 remake is actually going to be the next thing that they do uh we'll see where that goes but yeah it was a lot of fun again it's 10 bucks and I was I think I went six hours on my first playthrough. Um, there's not as much side stuff as there is in the first game, not as much replayability. It's more just to play it on harder difficulties and stuff, but you can unlock different guns and and different um, charms that you can add to your briefcase, which gives you little benefits and stuff. So it's definitely something you can replay. Uh, but again, 10 bucks for five, six hours of more Resident Evil remake is, is well worth it.
1: Well, yeah, that's definitely the, great part of it is that you get to play more of a, a fan, another fantastic game that came out this yeah. year um that's i'm sure going to be in the game of the year conversation as well even though it is yeah. a remake
0: i i am going to be zero help for your guys' game of the year list because i have played five games <laughs> this year but it's the top of my list right now for sure
1: see that uh that says a lot with all the things that that have come out so yeah uh i guess that's it for what we've been playing i played more ever crisis got further in that um yeah i I still love the fact that they have they make it very easy for you to figure out exactly what you need to do if you want certain things um that's how you should do i I mean i don't play a lot of gotcha games so i don't know if all gotcha games are like this but i know there are some that are not and they all and that what they do is they just push you to buy stuff this game doesn't uh if you combine that with the auto battle if you want pieces to upgrade your character levels uh, to the, the character tree, there's, there's a thing that says pieces and you go in and do that fight. Uh, if you want to go and do the chocobo, the, the chocobo things, you can just uh, send one of your guys on a chocobo expedition. It will by itself go and collect things for you and then you can unlock more chocobos if you want. Or um, And then, you, of course, you get more expeditions you can do and there's uh, different parts of... Uh, you know, right now I'm still in the Midgar section of that, so it um, it only lets you go around Midgar, but eventually once you get further in the game, then uh, okay. in the actual story of the game, I think I'm right at the part before you leave Midgar. Like, okay. I have to get Cloud uh, at a high enough power level so he can do the Rufus fight because he's by himself. Okay. Um, so... But it's um I'm having fun enjoying the story of uh, first soldier. I haven't gotten to obviously the interesting part is more about Sephiroth when you get to that. Uh, but still, like meeting those three characters that I knew nothing about when we when this game first started, uh, they're kind of starting to get in a little bit endearing, you know. So uh, I do appreciate that, and um again, I just appreciate that it's very simple to understand. I want to get my experience level. There's things that character experience on there. Uh, you know, there's. Uh, I want to just go play a dungeon. There's dungeons in there. The, the co-op is pretty simple to get into. You just go in a lobby, wait for it to match with you, and if you want to do a co-op battle, they're there. A lot of the times, the person above you is super overpowered. Like there was a level 63, red 13, and I was like, I don't know how the <laughs> hell you got to level 63. I've barely got mine to like level 30, but sure, go ahead. Uh, and then the auto battling helps a lot because you get I can literally just be working, leave the thing on have it fight and then i get the experience or whatever that i need and i don't have to constantly be sitting there looking at it playing it i do have to press it for the limit breaks or whatever but right still um you know so i do again i appreciate that they thought about this is also coming to pc i have there is a way they could put this on if they could put Honkai star rail on on ps5 they could easily put this on ps5 as well the right. way it is so i think that they have made this game to where it could transition to consoles eventually and i think it will at some point, especially if it does well on PC, so I'm hoping so. Just because I do like the, if you want to sit down and play it on your console at some point, uh, the graphics are nice. Like you know, you do have Crisis Core looking battles uh happening, so it, you know it is fun in, in that way. So, and I do like that it's it it is challenging too. Like if you don't press your attacks fast enough or whatever, the enemy is going to kick your ass. So um there's a good balance uh, with that game too. So. Yeah, let's go on to, I guess, the only really, like, sort of big news item that happened this week. And it was mainly centered around the, you know, why not? Big victory for Phil Spencer and all of Xbox that you finally get to say you have closed this Activision Blizzard deal. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we talked about it as it was happening uh, last week. And obviously... Uh, people are expecting Sony to now respond with their own acquisition. Uh, mm-hmm. We've talked about this, I think, a few times, like what Sony will do or whatever, but now that it's real, now that everybody is praising Microsoft, the Postgres has been on the news, Uh, I think it, it feels a little bit different now because Jim Ryan's not going to be involved. I feel like if Jim Ryan was involved, that would be like a main target. Do you think that somebody's just going to stay the course saying that they're number one, they're not going to really respond. Do you think there is a going to be a response at some point it with another depends. acquisition?
0: Honestly, it depends on what the other companies want to do. Obviously I think Sony would have no problem bringing in something like a Square Enix, which they already have a, a pretty good working relationship with and just saying that they're under our umbrella for good and just a, as a response. But that depends on what Square Enix is looking to do and how much money they would want to be able to be bought out I, I don't think anything changes now that this has become official i think sony has, if they are going to respond have been in the works for it for a while and are trying to close things out these do not happen overnight
1: right um, Exactly. Not,
0: they don't just walk into a boardroom say here's 30 billion dollars and the other company goes we are now yours right there's yeah so no no
1: there's so it. yeah red tape and lawyers so it, and uh, yeah
0: It felt that way because we had that one winter, what, two years ago, where it just was was response, 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 where all these different things kept getting bought out. It was like, oh, look at this response they had. No, they were just happened to be working at the same time and they were able to close around the same. Or maybe it sped up one over the other because, you know, they wanted to get that new cycle out as a response, but maybe it helped close the deal. But I Honestly, I don't know what what Sony's going to do. This was a a weaker year for them as far as getting games out. Um, We're still getting to that end part of what COVID has really affected as far as timing goes, which is why this year has been so insane with games, because these were the ones that were supposed to come out a year or two ago. But now we're kind of with those games that came out in 2020, which is why Final Fantasy Rebirth coming out is so shocking. It's like all of those games their next iteration it kind of got pushed a little bit far behind and for sony that kind of hurt them where i mean spider-man 2 is really their only release meanwhile microsoft is, is having a pretty good year so yeah what do they do in response to that do they go out and buy another company it's possible um obviously they don't want to fall behind this race they have won this generation in, in my opinion and they don't want to put themselves in that bad state however we've seen over the last 20 years that whoever's in the lead kind of just rests on their laurels for a bit and yeah. then the other company goes crazy then they take the lead and then it really jump something else so like sony was sitting back you know dominating with the playstation 2 xbox came in really shocked everything with the xbox 360 while the ps3 kind of struggled and then that kicks Sony into gear. Sony take the lead and now here comes Game Pass and here comes Microsoft buying everything. And they'll retake the lead and then we'll see what Sony does. But as far as buying other companies, it, it seems like that's the new trend where we're going to end up with just a, a couple of companies that own everything. But I, 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 everything else is just speculation of what companies they, they would buy. But Square Enix yeah. would be the one that just from the relationship they already had, if I had to make a prediction, that would be
1: feels most likely right um i i think the and now this is not industry speculation this is like from an analyst to to be frank mm-hmm. uh that this is not somebody uh, this is not like growing industry talk about oh we're just waiting for somebody to do something number sony has already bought a bunch of things they bought yeah. bungie also from microsoft was talking to bungie you know so mm-hmm. sony bought them kind of from under them they already have all of these other studios that they bought as well uh that obviously now a, a lot of them are making these uh, games service games and we'll see if that changes when you get right. the new the new guy or or girl for that matter a new new person working as the CEO uh also going to be i think it matters a lot about what their perspective is right is mm-hmm. are they are they looking at it from perspective of okay are they going to continue the Jim Ryan trend of we are the market leader. You're going to buy our, our stuff no matter what. So we don't have to be, we don't have to play nice, right? right? We don't have to do what Microsoft is doing where we're kind of being more people. We're people, being a more people person. And we're, we're trying to see how we're like a nice corporation, whatever And what? No, no, no corporation is nice. Let's be, <laughs> let's be
0: Frank. Uh, Just to show you, show you how Sony is not that friendly company. Look yeah. at the prices of their Slims. Exactly. They don't look care. at the
1: they, yeah, they don't, because guess what? If you want one, you're going to buy it. Yeah. Uh, we actually already possibly have a release date, November 8th to November 10th. The Spider-Man 2 model is going to be involved. in the, This is according to a, a guy that leaks the PlayStation Plus lineup all the time. So he's usually pretty right. So, again, I think it's like what uh, they said, $560, if you include the game for the PS5 Slim. So that's not... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a discount. If you want the digital edition or number, you're going to have to pay more if you want the detachable drive extra and also to get if you want it to stand vertically, that's going to cost more too. Mm -hmm. But like, that's the thing, you know, uh, there is a possibility Sony could do something, right? Uh, Sony could go and do Square Enix. Uh, The big talk is the only way they could really trump Microsoft is if Take-Two made themselves available to be purchased and they can have Grand Theft Auto Mm -hmm. as an exclusive game, Right. And probably on a scale of this game is huge and it moves needles to the effect of everybody's going to pay attention. Yes, that probably is the only company left available. I don't I don't know that PlayStation would go after Ubisoft. That would be interesting because then it causes a problem with Microsoft with that thing with the cloud uh, deal. Could EA be out there and Sony possibly take that? I don't know, man. That doesn't seem like something Sony would want to deal with. That seems more like something that one of these other companies we talked about, you know, last week, Disney, Amazon, whatever, that would go and try I, to take I, those. I've,
0: I've already partnered yeah. with Disney and EA. It, yeah, <laughs> that, that needs to
1: happen. Square Enix would be wonderful, I think, for gamers, right? I think it would it would be like a, oh, this is the marriage that was supposed to happen. Y'all finally put a ring on it. Whatever phrase you right. want to put. <laughs>
0: They've been dating for. 30 years now yeah 25
1: years i guess uh it'd be interesting how the nintendo relationship would work with that would they still let them work with nintendo or not you know um would everything be sony or would it just be about blocking microsoft and it'd be interesting also from square enix's point of view because they they now have made more strides to work with microsoft they're putting final fantasy 14 of all games on on xbox you know Mm -hmm. so um i don't know I, i i do think that this other mentioned that's in the article is i think where sony's going where microsoft is going more about let's put gaming for everybody right. sony is saying and it's going to also be interesting about what does the ceo that comes in think about all this does he just stay the course or or she and then, or do they just decide okay we're not going to go in this direction but jim ryan had him in a direction of we're going to make this about movies and tv we're, we're going to make us known way more than just spider Man and uh, the games that we do, we're we're gonna make franchises, multimedia franchises of, of everything. And that might be the way to fight with Microsoft. Be like, oh, you, you wanna you wanna do your cloud thing? You wanna you wanna put games on this service, whatever. Yo, we're gonna make money hand over fist doing uh more uncharted movies and 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 movies for you know TV shows that Horizon's gonna be a big franchise. Like right. That's that's a way they could fight
0: that and way. Too. Another reason why I think a lot of people think Sony's going to go out and buy companies, not to come out and own these franchises video game wise, but to own them so they can make movies on them. I mean, think right. of all of the different, I mean, not even just Final Fantasy, but all of the different RPGs that Square Enix owns the license to, and all the movies and TV shows and animes that could be made from all of them. I mean, Right. So I think that, again, that's kind of what Sony is looking for. I mean, Microsoft is very much gaming for everyone. And Sony, like you said, is just games for every platform. And every way we could get money on the same franchise is what we're going to go with. And it's an interesting time for sure. and It's going to be interesting to see what Sony does.
1: Yes. uh, But, you know, before we get there, just to talk about like what's been going on with sales of gaming, you know, in the the last report that we have, which came out this week, mm-hmm. Uh, this is for U.S. only. And this one is interesting to me because the number one thing you talk about with Game Pass is Game Pass hurts sales. Uh, game Pass will make it to where you don't want to buy the game. And in general, that's true. But I think Microsoft has finally proven that this whole thing that they do now with their big first-party games, where which EA is the masters of, as well of, hey, we're going to let you play this game early and you can pay $35 more or whatever if you have Game Pass. I don't know. You're going to pay the whole price if you don't. And get Starfield early. And Starfield was the number one game uh, of the last month because of that. Um, Now, granted, it, it had the whole month almost compared to the other competitors, which are like Mortal Kombat 1, which came in the middle of the month. And uh EA Sports FC, which came out towards the end of the month. Uh also EA Sports FC changing their name because there's a lot of people that don't know that that's FIFA, right? right? Madden is also up there as well, but that came out last month. Do you think that this kind of shows Microsoft there is a way forward of now we can get people to buy the buy the system?
0: Yeah, I mean it just because- shows that, that Game Pass isn't horrible for these kind of sales for the, the main fact, it's it's on one console it's not yeah. elsewhere anyways so for that to top the list against some of these big behemoths that are always the big money grabs as you said fc is not fifa by title anymore so maybe it'll take a little bit to get up there madden always just is a it's a catch cow for sure and mortal kombat a lot of people are really excited about it. it's really cool to see it up there because fighting games you know, kind of have fallen off a little bit. But yeah, for Starfield to be on one console and to be on Game Pass and still to top the chart, obviously, this had years and years and years of excitement and build up and everyone was ready to play it. So it's not surprising in that retrospect. But again, it's a single player experience on one console on a place where you could get it for free if you're on their Game Pass platform and it's still in first place. So Yeah, that's a big one for Microsoft for
1: sure. Yeah, and I think it also helped to show that there was some people that maybe bought the system uh, and didn't have Xbox before because you see some Sea of Thieves is in here. Went all the way from 34 to 19. Uh, Minecraft as well went back up again after it. Minecraft
0: refuses to leave. Minecraft, what what falls off this list first? Minecraft or Mario
1: Kart 8? I think Minecraft, because Minecraft had already gone down to 14. Uh, Mario Kart 8 went up again, which is crazy. Like, uh, obviously that helps because that's getting dlc you know it, it's it's incredible to me that some of these games still sell uh interesting the crew Motorfest is up there but again as we saw with um uh, Forspoken, just because you're on this list doesn't mean that you're selling well it just means that people got interested because you just came out and there's a little bit of a push there but yeah, it, that it is does help Microsoft, and knowing that if you release these big AAA titles and you give people an incentive to buy them, right? Right now, playing early is an incentive for people. It, it's it's been working with for EA, it's been working for uh, Microsoft, working for some other companies. I'm sure Grand Theft Auto six will do that when it comes out. Oh, God. Um, You know, there, there's I, yeah.
0: When when GTA six comes out, just put it on one, two, three, four, and five just <laughs> right it's going to be insane but real quick shout outs to Hogwarts Legacy which you know got so much backlash when it came exactly. out exactly uh, haley is so close to platinum in that game i'm not a, a hogwarts fan my daughter is finally getting me to watch these movies i'm still not a fan but i'm watching them for her and it's making me less of a fan i don't is, hogwarts or harry potter world is just not for me um, right. But, you know, it, it had so much backlash, not only, you know, because of J.K. Rowling and, and all of her nonsense, but the, the game itself, a lot of people were kind of poo-pooing on. It's still in the top 10 every month. It's been great. And, hey, you no know, DLC just came out but Resident Evil 4, jumping back up into the top 15 was really cool to see. Again, yeah. you, you come out with a, a nice little experience for 10 bucks. Not only are you going to get 10 bucks from all these people that bought the game, other people are going to go out and buy the game to be able to play the 10 bucks.
1: DLC. Oh, definitely. Awesome. Definitely. And the fact that it's number one, still number one, uh, we're getting towards the end of the year is incredible. And, you know, if it was a bad game, it wouldn't be number one. I think yeah, Hogwarts, uh, it, it's still a still a, an actually really
0: good game from everything yeah, that I've
1: seen. Um,
0: I mean, I, I've sat down and watched some of it. It's a well-put-together game, and there's a lot of side stuff to do in that. Yeah, that is actually interesting to, to do. Uh, my daughter has played it a little bit. She loves the uh, the pet farm that you can have and taking care of all of them. And there's a ton of stuff in that game. So for all of the, the the bad press that it got there for a little bit and, and, and the Twitter storms that came around on it, like Hogwarts Legacy is going to be one of those games that might sneak into top tens for game of the yeah. year throughout but it's not going to get any recognition near the top and it, it's showing popularity wise at least that it should be in that consideration now it won't with tears of the kingdom and starfield and spider-man 2 and mario and and the 30 other games that have come out this year because this year is just ridiculous but hogwarts legacy is is has been, has been a pretty big behemoth this year and then not to
1: mention it's about to come out on switch yeah. so we so, still and, have and the, uh... even more we still don't have the push from that. We haven't had have, uh, the Call of Duty, uh, I think, Modern Warfare yeah. 3 that's supposed to come or whatever. We'll see where that winds up. Um, Going to be interesting if it cracks the top two because, you know, Hogwarts Legacy and, and Zelda have been ridiculous. You know, Madden's up there, obviously. Um, and, and
0: Starfield would be yeah. up there. It's as, as seventh already for the year and it just came out.
1: Yeah, it, it's incredible, like, where all these some of these games, like Dead Island 2, has has sold a lot more i think than people were expecting so um and good to see that armored Core six is doing well obviously i think the the elder ring doing so well last year i think got people to to kind of get on the from software train anything they make where i'm gonna buy thing and hey that's good that that yeah. shows when you make good quality games people will will buy the next thing you make so I speaking of the next thing that you make a lot of people are going to be wondering what the next what is the thing the next thing that we're going to see from Activision Blizzard now that uh they are owned by Xbox and Microsoft and Phil Spencer went on the official Xbox podcast um you know no longer no longer is that Major Nelson on there anymore so it is kind of been interesting to listen to that podcast though and it's a little bit different than it used to be but he still has some interesting things to say about. What's going to happen with, say, Call of Duty, and and just uh, what's going to happen with these games? Um, we aren't going to get a drop this year like we did with Bethesda uh, because of all the regulatory stuff. Um, when do you think we're gonna we're gonna get a, a drop of Activision Blizzard?
0: Like just oh,
1: next year, no. January? February?
0: you can't say February. It's got to be a little bit later because February is so stacked. Yeah. With video games. It it feels like, I mean, obviously they have to wait for other reasons, but to try to find that perfect spot to really sell Game Pass and add all these games, you have to kind of find that lull in the year, which continues to be even more difficult as we just every month seems to be stacked with games. But it can't be early on in the year because January, February already is incredibly loaded with games. So it's almost it almost feels like that's that early summer lull that sometimes we will get maybe that mid-spring time that 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 spot where E3 usually is where usually you know a lot of games won't come out because they're waiting for the big E3 stuff and you don't want your games to come out during that time. That's a perfect time to go, hey, here you go. Here's just a bunch. Maybe during one of their they usually do a, a big spring show around the E3 stuff. Maybe that's just when they go, hey, go out right now It's on Game Pass here's Fifteen games and and go to town during the summer. But I, I I as as much as we want it to drop now because you know they have Activision. It's, when when is anyone going to have any time to play any of these?
1: Yeah, and I mean they have so many franchises that they could literally do a, like a collection drop yeah. once a month in the Game Pass thing that they do. Of oh well, this is the month we're going to have the, all the Call of Duty games come. This is the yeah. month we're going to have. Uh, some of the blizzard stuff show up on pc you know this is yeah, and it, there's uh, already
0: collections out there of some of these the, the smaller titles you can just release yeah. that one game
1: it, it's gonna it's gonna be fun when they finally do it it is good that it's gonna add more content to game pass um yeah. you know not everybody's gonna be a fran- fan of everything that they're gonna put out which you of know course. that's gonna happen but it is good that this is happening and and especially, you know, for for y'all Call of Duty fans, you know, you're going to get everything equal. It seems like from everything else, that's that you know that's part of the deal as well. You know, I, I don't know why he needed to reiterate that because that's part of that deal that they signed. It all has to be uh, parody based. But mm-hmm. yeah, going to be interesting if Sony eventually Navy does the thing where they put it in a PS Plus so that they don't have the counteracting thing of uh, oh people are paying less for it on Game Pass. They went and bought. You know, an Xbox or or they're playing on PC because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that kind of leads me into our, I guess, sort of other main topic of they now have a lot of these franchises. And we talked about some, I guess, that could work, you know, last last week, like what could they possibly bring back, whatever. But now it's like, let's throw that out the window. Let's throw the whole, could it happen? It's what do you want to see? Do you have a favorite Franchise, mm-hmm. whether it's Activision Blizzard King, whatever that you want to see on Game Pass, or an old game that hasn't they haven't brought back in a long time that it should get a remaster, it should get a remake. Let's put it back in the in the talking, uh, in the zeitgeist of gaming again. I have two, okay. I
0: have two, must bring back. I don't care if it's a, a new version of it, a remake, whatever, they both could have wild ways that you could do a new version of this game one is geometry wars obviously that was a big xbox staple back in Mm -hmm. the day and now activision ended up owning it now it's back with the microsoft family so we need another uh geometry wars game those are always just absolutely fun time you can throw Hexen in in there too that was another xbox 360 arcade game that i think all of us had um but the big one for me and i totally forgot that this was an activision game right it was a Blizzard game and i'm forgetting but i have it in uh, just in one of those bundles i talked about where they came out with the collection but can we get another rock and roll racing that i mean yeah mario kart gets all the love in those 16-bit racing days f-02 rock and roll racing was my favorite racing game back in that generation um just crazy over the top blow them up action it's kind of like it raced kind of like RC Pro Am. If, if anybody's old like us and played it for the original NES, yeah, RC um, Pro Am. Yeah. So it runs like that, but you get you got this chip-tuned versions of old rock and roll music, and you just sit there and hum at it as you're racing. You, you could stick with it and remake it and try to get the, that that old music back. Or there's been so much music since then, and they probably have some of those licenses with their Guitar Hero days that you can make a whole new one with just a bunch of songs. Cause I want to say there was like seven or eight songs in the original game. You can go way more over the top where you're not playing the same song seven times in one run. So yeah, rock and roll racing to me is the the one I am most looking forward to either getting just thrown on game pass or hopefully just getting a new version.
1: I would hope that they get a new version for it. I mean, they don't really, uh, yeah. That crash team racing uh remake or remaster came out uh you know not too long ago but I think a lot of people felt that they didn't it was kind of a mixed bag of mm-hmm. on that like Xbox doesn't really have that they have of course a horizon obviously but they don't have that like I guess sort of more what you would think about of just like this really fun oh my god let's just go crazy I kind of take it back to like the burnout days of let's just do some crazy stuff and and have fun and also have like races and and it doesn't have to be in the forza style it could be in like their own unique style and that's what mm-hmm. i would like to see if we did um if we did rock and roll racing and that would yeah, be awesome By the way,
0: it, it's blizzard that own it is the blizzard arcade yeah, blizzard. collection exactly yeah, blizzard, yeah. The blizzard arcade collection came out a couple of years ago lost vikings and stuff was on it but I bought it just to replay Rock and Roll
1: Yeah, that'd be cool if they do have that in, you know, their plans or whatever. I would love to see them get to do something with StarCraft. StarCraft is one of those okay. games that I, like, I, I uh, got hold of it in college, and then it became like a game that I kind of went back and forth to. I couldn't keep up with all the different expansions or whatever at one point, but It's a game that I would love for them to be able to take it, make it on console as well, and kind of, whether it's a true StarCraft 3 or just kind of reboot the franchise and start fresh with that, because that was also something that was huge. Well, it still is in certain countries, uh, big in the esports land, you know? So that would be awesome for them to kind of bring that back. That's a Blizzard franchise that's kind of been gone, you know, of Mm -hmm. the, the big three that they have. You know, you always have WoW, but Warcraft hasn't been able to kind of recapture that magic. The That remaster of Warcraft 3 was, was not well-received at all. Um, you know, Diablo is doing its thing now. Like, let's have StarCraft have that right. uh, moment too. It would be great for that. Um, you know, I'm a lover of the music genre, so I'm always going to say, if you can find a way to bring a Guitar Hero, I'm always going to be there uh, to buy that plastic instrument and rock out with with some songs whether they're the i I mean at this point they had to kind of have the real song because you know going back to the days of as made famous by is not going to work for people i think uh anymore um if that helps them i guess make it cheaper i guess whatever but this is microsoft they got the money um i don't know if that you know phil spencer has said that's one of his favorite franchises along with Hexen. That he'd like to see come back, and uh, you know, we talked about Bobby Kotick last last week about how they kind of want to make that come back as well. But if they can make it happen, I would be very, very happy to see it. And I think also one which I think is hurt a lot by the fact that Machine Games is doing the Indiana Jones game. But man, I know Pitfall! Where I know where going. Pitfall could have been a big one for them to revive Pitfall and make it sort of like the Xbox version of Uncharted.
0: You and I went uh, the same route when I was looking at the list. I go, Pitfall would be fun because, you know, Uncharted and Tomb Raider. But, oh, you know, yeah, they have the Indiana Jones game coming out, So maybe they'll just add a Pitfall reference this Indiana Jones game whenever it finally comes out.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. And, I mean, they definitely got to make those hit if they're going to try to make that a franchise as well on the gaming mm-hmm. side. And that could help with Disney because that last Indiana Jones we did not do well uh, at all. So I maybe that'll I've
0: I've heard such mixed reviews about the new Indiana Jones that I mean I love the franchise. I like I did not like the Crystal School movie, but I liked it more than most people. I didn't think it was an abomination. I just think it was as good right. as the first three. But that was as to be expected because we were such classics. But those that were like, Oh my god, the premise is wrong. I go, Do you not remember the premise of the three movies? None of them make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> they're all of, over the yeah. top. It's just be it just you know, it's the nostalgia glasses, and I, I love that franchise. So I haven't watched the new one yet, but I've heard people come out of that thing saying, "Oh, it's such a good movie." And some going, "It's the worst movie I've ever seen." So I, I need to watch it. And
1: i yeah, it's it's one of those interesting things of we're all going to have our opinion on. It. It's not going to be this uni- uh, unanimous kind of thought. And those are fun too. Like you can you know later on you'll say, "Oh man, you know what movie was great? Indiana Jones and Dial of the Destiny." That's the movie I right. need to all go see right now um and just another one I want to shout out just because it is a game that I played a lot um as a kid at uh, would be cool mm-hmm. if they got to um you know they thought that that's what they were going to do with Sekiro uh it wasn't the case not nah, nothing also on Sekiro so will we get a Sekiro too we'll see but uh Tenchu would be cool to have that franchise come back if they could do it um and Assassin's Creed trying to go back to the stealth route let's let's go back to the masters of stealth and and the Tenchu games there so uh, What, you know, those those are be this is a fun topic for you guys to chime in on whether it's, you know, leaving comments on YouTube or Facebook or uh, hitting us up wherever to let us know, like, what are some of your franchises that you're hoping you see on Game Pass soon or you want to see remaster or whatever we made. And Phil Spencer actually did to kind of end this. He did mention that, you know, he's going around to see the studios. Uh, he was in Stockholm, I think, yesterday or the day before. Um, to see King, and then he's going to go on and and see some of the other studios. Um, he talked about how he's not going to force these studios to make things just to make them. That he's going to let them kind of talk to them about what they like and what they're interested in, and kind of go from there. Like, what would you like to do? Mm-hmm. And you know, kind of Activision, kind of under Bobby Kotick, kind of kind of different vibe with that. It was just we're going to keep. Getting out the same thing until it completely dies. And then even when they killed everything, it was okay, everybody's gonna get on Call of Duty now. So do you think this approach is going to work? Do you worry about them having the same sort of like what's happening with initiative? What happened with Redfall? Or do you kind of see, oh, they they've maybe learned from their mistakes and having somebody work on something that they actually care about and not yeah. forcing them to work on something is, is I going think to it's
0: better. the exact opposite of Redfall and and kind of what's happened with The Last of Us multiplayer is you, you get people with a certain specific set of skills. You, you run with those mm-hmm. skills. You don't force them to try other things. If you're really good at multiplayer, stick to the multiplayer side. If you're good at single player platforming or whatever, stick with that. Don't don't throw Toys with Bob in Call of Duty. That's a waste of their skill set. So, yeah, not forcing people to go with franchises, but going, hey. What, what franchise would fit your skill set I think is brilliant and, and hopefully it all works and hopefully there's you know some of these companies that have really been dying to do a Tenchu or really dying to redo rock and roll racing or all these other different franchises that are out there that would fit perfectly with them. So I, I'm really excited. I, I love that Phil Spencer is not going, all right, we need a Tenchu you got nothing going on you're gonna do it no mm-hmm. no yeah. what do you want to like No, oh, go find the people that are really good at that genre and have them nail it
1: yep toys above let's do banjo hopefully you're a banjo kazooie fan gosh uh, yeah please uh we again we can get you on on that you revive spyro and crash Let, let's see do it with banjo kazooie for sure there's two uh, wonderful
0: games and one not so wonderful game out there for you to redo and remaster their toys for Bob. Let's go.
1: Will he pull Vicarious Visions out of the Diablo uh team and have them make Tony Hawk three and four? That's gonna be another interesting one. Of would that happen? I don't know. Are they too too in now that they couldn't do it? But we'll see what. It, there's a lot of time now to, to see what else is gonna happen with this. But it's interesting that he actually made a statement to say that. And that's good. That's good that they're not. Just I do hope that he learned from the Redfall thing and understand that if they have projects that they're working on, which we know Blizzard's working on that big um that survival, whatever that is, game they announced a few years ago. Like, remember you gotta be have people on oversight for that. Don't let them just kind of we don't want another Redfall. Like they, right. you know, uh, I think Pete Hines just retired, which, you know, he's been with them for a long time. And uh, but he did, you know, they made a point of trying to make Redfall better. And they they released that big update for Redfall. Like you don't want to have to do that. You just want right. to release the game great from the word go. So yes. hopefully that's what they're pushing towards. Speaking of releasing great games, Epic Games wants you to do this. If you're a developer. For the Epic Games Store, because hey, you know what? They need content. They need, they need something. They need games to show up on their store, and not just the free ones that they give away. Uh, so they're announcing this Epic First Run, which they announced, you know, in August, which is you get 100 revenue if you agree to make your game exclusive to the Epic Games Store for six months. But now they've added on to that that you will get all of the revenue of your game if you bring an old game or particularly an old series to Epic game store. um, So basically they just outline that if you have two games in a series, you bring all of them. If you bring three, bring at least two out of the three or whatever. The whole point is they want to bring more games to Epic game store. Mm -hmm. Do you think this will work? I know this is more of a Mark question. He's the steam uh, aficionado here, but I don't play a lot of PC games. So for me, I don't care. It's just another launcher but do you think that this will work do you think we're going to see more older games on epic because they're offering them bigger revenue now that
0: i mean it's just it's an interesting way to go about it and we'll see how things go i'm with you like the outcry over launchers i don't understand it's a difference between turning on different consoles and clicking on a different icon on the same screen to me but i also get that you want all your stuff just in one spot and And that's why Steam has worked out so well, because it kind of was that that, the first really major one that threw everything together and everything worked. And you had your just your Steam chat up and everything ran fine. And now we have nine different things and you can kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit. So it's an interesting way for Epic to go as far as bringing in older games. Will it work? We will see. But they need something. I mean, they've had some bad press. I hate what they've done with some of the franchises and companies that they bought so i'm i'm I'd much rather with them just pay a little bit extra or give all of the revenue to older games to companies instead of trying to buy these smaller companies and then running them into the. So I'm fine with that.
1: yeah, this is a I think you know this is a nice thing to do. It's a good thing to do for them to get money in a different way mm-hmm. than, like you said than buying a uh, a game studio and and just having the, then just ruining their live mm-hmm. service game or whatever you need to um to have games on your epic game store so people actually go into it aside from unlocking that free game that they're probably never going to play right uh and and then just closing it and not opening it again and you you really do need that like you need to make that store viable and if this is the way you can get them to do that then uh go ahead and the more kind of Stuff you can have out there when you do a sale like Steam does, then that will make it viable for people to have things on on the Epic Games Store too. But I like I I'm all for freedom of having your own, having more competition out there or whatever. But it's just really hard to compete with Steam. It's what twenty years now that thing's been around, and Mm -hmm. how many games released on it every single day? Like it's just that's hard to compete with. And and the way Steam makes it now, the the sales aren't as amazing as they used to be. But they still do the sales, and they now they do the next fest thing where you can play demos and stuff. Like, Epic's got to do it little by little, and if this helps them maybe get sort of on their level, then go for it. Uh, I just hope that they don't end up screwing any of these devs over, or anything like that, um, yeah. in, in the in the future. But yeah, that it is. It is good that this is, um, I guess, happening. I don't like this exclusivity thing, but I kind of get it in a way like. You're not gonna to have to compete with Steam if the game's on there. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you can make it this, this new version of the game or or something that you added new to the game in there, um and make that exclusive, then then go for it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, one last thing, the analog announced their analog 3D, which is like their N64 console it's going to work with HDTVs and it's going to have all four of the original N64 controller ports and it's going to work with all regions so you go to play games that maybe you couldn't play on a regular US N64 or whatever country you're from uh you know this is also more of a mark thing he loves these like having these different consoles or whatever but like how do you as somebody that's a collector right like how how do you feel about these kind of I'm
0: interested to see how it works and, and how things run. I mean, I've definitely had, uh, I've nearly got the entire N64 collection. I think I'm 24 games away now, I'm really close. But so having a better way of, of playing these games is great. I mean, I know there's other ways to upgrade your N64, but that's not cheap. I, I still have not upgraded my Nintendo 64 to the HDMI port and, and up-res stuff. So, maybe this would be the cheaper and easier way to go um as far as not, not having to do things myself or i'm curious to see how much it's going to be analog was not one that was really on my radar until recently a buddy of mine actually won one in some twitch contest that he had entered in um so being able to check out that handheld pocket thing that they had it was really impressive and i i really wish that they would double down on that and actually have it more available because every time i look it's out of stock and <laughs> unable to buy it's so hard to get so now to them upgrading to this one i'm a little disappointed it is only, it's not like a switch thing where it's you can either plug it into a tv for better effects or you can have it handheld i think that's what makes the pocket so is because uh, he can play all these game boy games and nes games and stuff they like, on the go and he's really kind of went back into this old catalog that he had not played in. So I'm curious about it. Obviously, it comes down to price and availability to me. Um, but yeah, as somebody as a collector, if there's an easier way to up-res some of these N64 games and have them on a better quality, because as he says in his quote, CRT the problem is not getting an N64 system. It's finding CRT TVs that still work. I have one over yeah. here in the office, but if you turn it on, it has a high-pitched squeal because it's just ready to die
1: so right. I, i've replaced
0: it with an actual you know normal tv which the games don't look as good on but at least you know i'm not going deaf from the television anymore <laughs> so yeah if it's a cheap enough way to up some of those systems it's great but it's such a niche audience that i don't know if, if the the money he gets back is going to be worth it for this company to continue to do it or they're, or the the price tag is going to be ridiculously
1: high. Yeah, uh, going to be interesting what the price is going to be on this. Uh, how many are they going to bundle? Just one controller, Are they going to bundle two? You know, um, obviously they can't sell games with it, but that's the mm-hmm. thing too. There's no emulation here, so yep. you will have to go find these games, and that's that's also going to start uh, being a little and more. They're expensive not
0: game. cheap anymore. Yeah, no. that's for. There's a few that are cheap, but the ones that I still need are not cheap anymore. I am not proud to say I have spent over $400 on a Nintendo 64 game that I may never play because yeah. it's just a stupid bowling game. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, not okay. even the, it's not even the best bowling game on the Nintendo 64. It's just <laughs> and some of them are rough to come, come by now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you wanted to have the collection, and then sometimes mm-hmm. you got to part a little bit extra. Oh, with, man, uh, that's brutal. With those. So, I mean, we go from... Just also want to mention, awesome for uh, Neo Wiz and Liza P that they sold a million copies in less than a month. I've been, I've enjoyed uh, the parts of that game that I have been able to play, and it's a fun, different take on a Souls-like with the Pinocchio story. So, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm glad that we're doing different creative things with Souls-like. It's a bit more like Bloodborne also, which is the one Souls-like that I can kind of Stomach, so yeah, yes. Um, but you know, going from old games to the new games that are coming out this week, I know everybody's everybody's either got Super Mario Bros. Wonder or Spider Man 2 that they're already playing, uh, or gonna play, or maybe you know, um, Sonic Superstars, or but there is some other things that are coming out, uh, in this week to next week. Obviously, the big one by the time we get the next Friday, and I've already gonna think about whether I want to pre-order it or not. I think I'm going to because it's a game I've been waiting on for a long time. Alan Wake 2. Oh,
0: I thought you were going to uh, say Just Dance 2024. No. Uh, my, my guess was wrong.
1: You know, Just Dance, uh, I did own one of the, you know, like a few years ago. It was um, a game that uh, me and my daughter played a lot. Uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun on the Switch to just go out there and do your thing and dance. um, look stupid. But you know, they're the same game every time, not like Alan Wake 2, that's going to be, uh, hopefully by all accounts, amazing. Um, and they finally get to do the survival horror thing, so that's that's going to be fun. Uh, and also to play I uh, talk about great games, though. Uh, series that I know you love, Middle Gear Solid.
0: Master Why does it Collection. have to come out four days after Wonder and Spider Man 2? Just because. The timing I don't know. is so <laughs> brutal. <laughs> so, like
1: they jumped it into this October window and yeah, it's of course this includes uh one, two, three, the old uh NES games. Am I missing? Something? I yeah. This is yeah. not
0: going on the PlayStation Plus catalog
1: No, no, it's not. It's oh, gonna no. be you actually have to go buy it. it so that'll
0: uh, save me some money for a little bit, but I can't help myself. The amount of times I've rebought this stupid franchise, I just have to look over to my left. I, I think I can count five different times I've bought Metal Gear Solid Three, and it's not my favorite Metal Gear Solid. Game.
1: Hey, I mean, look, I I can't tell you how many times I bought Final Fantasy Seven through Seven, Eight, wow. Nine, uh, and Ten. So, you know, I think I own that on like every console that I have right now. So, the three things that yeah. get
0: announced that I'm super excited for for the fall come out in four day in a four day window. Just.
1: Gosh, yeah it's just absolutely brutal plus <laughs> you hate when that happens I, I agree with you there um like you know like uh randy mentioned just 2024 if you're into that it comes out this week as well city Skylines 2 co- skylines 2 coming out on pc it is going to have problems they already announced their paradox interactive so maybe be weary don't go out there and buy it immediately <laughs> They said for, apparently, according to them, that apparently it's uh, better for the long run of the game if they release it now than keep pushing it back. Do you know why they do this?
0: It's because they're seeing the success of Cyberpunk, where the game came out, everyone bought it, everyone, oh my god, it's broken. And then two years later, they went, hey, we we made the game again. And everyone is like, now it's a game of the year (laughs) content. And Skylines is like, well, if we come out with a broken version two years later, we fix it, and then yeah. we, we make a big news about it, we can get double the sales. No, I hate this. I hate it so much.
1: I mean, it it also is, I think, coming into PC Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. So that does help. People will be able so to just more adjust.
0: people can play the broken version. Yeah.
1: I'm uh, not sure when the console version is going to come. Uh, it will come eventually, I'm sure. Uh, when Hopefully when it is fixed and they have the less problems um they also just complained about lamplighters league not making enough money and they're putting that as a loss and that also went into game pass and and now they're going to release this broken i don't know how that's going to help things but sure uh whatever helps you out there uh also two very interesting games that are going to go under the radar uh warm snow is like a roguelike action game kind of set in this dark fantasy world that comes out on everything Um, I think it already came out on PC, if I'm not mistaken, but that's that looks cool. Uh, Stray Souls as well looks really cool as well. So, very
0: disappointed with Stray Souls when I first saw the name of that game, I thought it was a Souls like version of that Stray game that came out last year. I was, oh, really? (laughs) I was so hyped. Uh, I I loved that game last year. I platinumed it. I just loved that world. I'm like, oh my god, I'm making a Souls version of this game. It's it's yes. like really uh, it was going to be my first Souls-like game. I was going to get into
1: And the and the Resident Evil games are going to come to iPhone or whatever. You know so goes. at the end of this month, and they're going to charge you full price for them. So are you ready, folks? Get ready to play. You know, Phil Spencer did talk about how King is such a huge deal um, for them. And he you got like all these mobile game only players. Well, this is the time to see if that holds up when it comes to when it comes to that. And also that Terminator game is also coming out, Terminator Resistance. Uh just to mention it there. So yeah. Oh, I forgot. Minico's night market. That's coming to Game Pass. I've been waiting for that game for a long time. It's that uh one with the girl and the cat and she goes around different markets and doing things. Um That'll be interesting. I'm glad that's coming to Game Pass. Too many things out. Not enough money to be able to buy all of them. I yeah, time
0: um, to play them.
1: Exactly. That too. At least on Game Pass, you know it's there for at least three months or so. So when there is that gap, which it feels like going into next year, there's not a gap either. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I got to get well, the Christmas break so fast. Let's just hurry up.
1: Yeah, let's get to that when There might be a sale on things too, and you can think about it.
0: i just talk about time. Just any time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just need time. Just need all of that. Um, Speaking of time, that's all the time we got for this week. We will uh, definitely be back next week. Mark should be on next week. I think we're going to try to hit for Thursday. Um, I I did want to be on next Friday to talk about Island Wake, too, but we'll see. And... Thank you, Randy, again, for being no, on. No You've problem. been my emergency person.
0: Yeah. Uh, I played something this week, so it actually worked out.
1: Yes, uh, for sure. Again, thanks so much for that. And we'll,
0: yeah.
1: uh, you know, subscribe, follow, like, whatever you whatever you do. If you enjoy the show, that helps us grow and more people can find us. Uh, we're on podcasts as well. If you want to do that, just search Video Games to the Max. Search Rathlister Broadcasting. They do a great job over there. And we'll see you all next week. Enjoy Mario, Spider-Man, all that, all your games. Later, everybody.